All right, everyone, this week is the fall of Babylon, and we are starting with Genesis 11. And for those of you that are confused because there's no mention of Babylon in Genesis 11, that is because... Babel is also Babylon. It is the same word. Why it is translated differently, we'll kind of find out. We'll, we'll, we'll find out this week. Um, but we see here is the Tower of Babel. Uh, and It's a very famous story about uh, a group of men after Noah, so this is after the flood, right. who are like, hey, let us build this giant tower to make a name for ourselves. And you can always remember that this happens after Noah, because if Noah had not happened and they did this, God would have probably just flooded them to death. <laughs> but he promised that he wouldn't. Um, and so instead of flooding them to death, uh, he scatters their tongues um, and their their words. Um, yeah, so uh, when they say they want to make a name for themselves, that basically just means they're trying to say, you know, we are like God. So it's the same sin, uh, or trying to be like God. It's the same sin as Adam and Eve, where they wanted to be like God. And here again in this tower, now collectively, they're saying, we want to be greater than God. And I think the funniest thing about this passage is that they're building this tower, right? And they're like, oh, this is such a big tower. But God comes down to see the tower. It's like not even close. It's like, Wait, what is that down like, there? Oh, it's, like a, it's a little speck. Let me just come down. No? Um, and I think that uh, it sets up for us the theme for this week of what Babylon really is significant of. Uh, and as you can hear, uh, Abby in the background pro proclaiming uh, Babylon is a theme of sinfulness, of trying to get God to stop talking and to focus only on ourselves um, and to build our own name and to. And he died for three days, but when, when it was done doing for three days already, he came alive again. You want to turn Okay, and yes, that is the ultimate redemption from Babylon that eventually we will see. <laughs> Thank you, Eva and Abby. Uh, and I also uh, encourage you to actually read the genealogy after. Um, it's one of those things that I know is difficult sometimes in the Bible. But when we're reading genealogies, what we're looking for is things that are the same or things that are different. Uh, and here we see a similar pattern um, in the shadow of Babylon of people being born. Uh, but what we see is different is that they're not living as long. That death is becoming closer and closer and more eminent. Um, and really what it's leading up to is this guy named Abraham. Um, and so in the, the shadow of Babylon is really the fact that now there are different tribes and different nations. And out of one nation, one tribe in particular, uh, the Hebrew nation will be born. The Jews will be born. And uh, through that nation, we know that there's one really important person who comes right. out, who Eva and Abby talked about. Yes. And I think uh, for me, one of the always encouragement of this genealogies is there is nothing special about Abraham, right? Mm -hmm. He is he is one of hundreds of thousands of people that are in the in the fall of uh, in the shadow of Babel, and yet um, God chooses him, and he and he responds uh, in faith, and yeah, I think that that's really an understanding of what it means to be chosen by God. Is not because we're so special. It's not because we're from some particular great tribe or ethnicity or race. Uh,
because God shows us grace. Yeah, and uh, this is actually one of the passages people talk a lot about during racial reconciliation, where they see that this, you know, we're all one race. I know we talk about like the white race and like the Asian race, but like we are the human race. And then out of this, um, the uh, tribes and the nations and the, you know, even know, different ethnicities were born. Um, but as we read last week in Acts 2, um, in the end, God will re- not only redeem that, redeem everyone, but he will also redeem our many tongues that we can praise God and preach his name in so many different uh, languages. Uh, one of the really funny things uh, for me is understanding that what a lot of what we understand as racism is really language differences. Um, there's a great, there's a great story uh, that Trevor Noah has in his book where he is walking in South Africa and he overhears these people and they're talking about mugging him, but they're talking in a different language, but he knows that language. So he turns around and starts talking the same language and is like, Oh, we're going to mug somebody. <laughs> like count me in. And then they they, they were like, Oh, you're one of us because you speak our language. Um, and I think, yeah, just jumping, you know, to the Holy Spirit and the tongues with that many people have controversial, but really it is one language, right? Mm-hmm. That we are unified, um, together. And so this, yeah, uh, and just today in responding to this passage, you know, really consider and think about what makes, what makes us different and what makes us the same. And also, um, that that sin does have consequences. <laughs> yeah. Don't build towers too high. Yeah, that's the, the original sin, right? Trying to be all like you, God. Are you architects? Are you architects out there, Steve? Steve. Hi. <laughs>